Sega made the Dreamcast with the Dream Team. Undisputed champion with these rings. But it ain't Seattle, cause the Sonic's never leaving. Let this is my Genesis from pixels to the big screen. See me, I be well known. I'm in balance with my Hello and good evening. My name is Josh. I'm joined as always by Aaron and Bob. With the folks who are gonna be the better of the man is reason and the unreasonable makes sense and nonsense because this is okay. Hear me out. Aaron and Bob, how y'all doing this evening? Fantastic. After that Sonic rap, obviously. Thought, I, thought I'd have channeled just a little bit of that gotta go fast with my read-in. <laughs> I, uh, I noticed that. I didn't... Uh, Aaron, what's, what's that look on your face? That one didn't make me as happy as the other ones. I, don't... <laughs> I, I, I will say, as we... like it, Since it's been 20 minutes since we listened to it, that was less offensive than it was after listening through the whole song. I think the song is just extremely repetitive. Like 10, 20 seconds of the song is okay-ish. If you keep listening mm, to it, it becomes insufferable. That's about <laughs> as much as you can dress it up that it's okay-ish for 10 seconds. That's a good for that. Although listening to that whole song, you were right to fucking cut in in 10 seconds because goddamn, that song was bad. There's We've sit, we sift through a lot of bad Sonic songs for you guys to get the real, <laughs> the real good ones. And that, this today, we really threw in the towel and just gave you a bad one right off the bat. Oh. I don't know. I, I, I liked it. Well, we need a know. fan submission Sonic song. And if they were going to do one of those, where would they send that into us? They're, they're all fan submissions uh, Sonic <laughs> songs, but they could definitely send it to 1-833-666-911. Again, that's 1-833-666-0911. Yeah, how do we know that nothing like Joshua doesn't listen to the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of the rappers that we did not feature. He was terrible. Yeah, so we, we listened to one segment. They're like... 10 people featured on that track <laughs> yeah it, it's insufferable it's really bad we that's why i meant our fans i wanted our fans to submit it so that yeah we could have like an anti-semitic sonic song shouldn't be that hard <laughs> also, I mean, also a rap <laughs> dr robotnik probably <laughs> hungarian early life <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh uh butthole finger popper is particularly <laughs> working good on at it rapping. right now yeah yeah. He's trying to get back like in her good graces after too long sick of beats, a sick rhymes. too long of a voicemail. He needs to have too long of a sonic rap now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I find Cashew Honey as a sonic enjoyer, but not a rapper. So I mean, he knows his limits. Him. He knows <laughs> he knows just when to come in. Cashew, he's uh, we didn't make him part owner for nothing, guys. Let's, <laughs> yeah. of this empire speaking of we can't just speaking of part owners oh god yeah so <laughs> i wanted to talk to you guys about blackrock uh but actually blackrock vanguard and state street but kind of focusing on blackrock um today what do you guys okay. know about blackrock they own everything yeah, that's kind like, of it. Or just, uh, at least a part of everything. Like, they're, they're tendrils, they're fucking... Who is, like, the secret society that has, like, the tentacles that, like... Is it the Illuminati that has, like, tentacle representation in their icon iconography? Or am I just making that up? Like, squids or something like that? What anime was this? The <laughs> Illuminati. No, I, yeah, I Wait, have no idea. Never mind. tentacles? 
I thought the like one of the Illuminati like logos had like a n- never mind. I got that mixed up. Well, <laughs> I was riveting trying to figure out what has ten- tentacles, but <laughs> um, so BlackRock is the largest money management firm in the world and manages around ten trillion dollars in assets at the end of twenty twenty one. I haven't gotten to see what their twenty twenty two numbers are. I could not find those for some reason, but. They they manage about $10 trillion worth of uh, money, which is a ridiculous amount. And the reason I brought this up is because I came across a fact check video from Reuters. Um, Reuters. Reuters. I don't, you know. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Josh, as <laughs> a thing, while I'm talking about uh, Reuters here, uh, look up on Yahoo Finance who owns Reuters. I think it's I don't I think it's like a billionaire or something owns Reuters some like multi billionaire but um but yeah look that up but anyways um they start off this article a video claiming BlackRock and Vanguard own all the biggest corporations in the world is missing context which is the fun way of saying it's true but here's why you shouldn't worry about it and let us keep doing it. <laughs> While it is true that both investment firms hold significant shares in many of the world's leading companies and can therefore wield voting rights, shares are ultimately owned by BlackRock and Vanguard citizens or clients. Jesus, citizens. But it'll be soon. There will be the nation of BlackRock and Vanguard and they will be citizens under the two warring financial firms. So. The clip they're referring to, they're like, the clip first posted on March 6th to a lifestyle Instagram account called Found Consciousness, and it has been liked more than 17,000 times. Which is not a lot, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. In terms of social media. Random person. It's the smallest, like, little social media bubble, and they're like, oh my god, we need to nip this in the butt instantly. Let's do a national newspaper article on it. (laughs) And it wasn't even that guy's original post. He just reposted somebody else's post that's been seen like a million times which is uh cancel this clothing company on tiktok and that guy fucking rules you should follow that he if you really want a a non-retarded person breaking this down that this is where i got a lot of this from and a lot of the sources and he shows all the sources the whole time so got to pull all this up and it's super interesting so Hmm. The original video features a man asking, why are all the biggest corporations in the world owned by the same people before cutting to picture slides of 12 companies? Now, I went ahead and started looking up a bunch of the companies and seeing who the shareholders were. So let's start with Google, Alphabet Incorporated. Top shareholder, Vanguard Group, 419 million shares. BlackRock Incorporated, 365 million shares. And it's, it's like Street, eight or nine percent each, I think, or something. One hundred ninety-two percent, or one hundred ninety-two million. Yeah, they it, together they own like sixteen percent of the company, but they still are. Uh, Vanguard, uh, Vanguard owns m- almost four times more than the fourth highest shareholder. So they have four times more votes than the people that aren't Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. <laughs> Then Microsoft, Vanguard Group, BlackRock, State Street, top three shareholders. Vanguard owns almost 10% of Microsoft, uh, 649 million shares, uh, valued at $221 billion. 
uh, Apple. Let's go to Apple. Um, Vanguard, BlackRock, Berkshire Hathaway, State Street. So all three in the top five again. Vanguard owning 1.3 billion shares of Apple. BlackRock owning 1 billion. Uh, they both combined own uh, $450 billion worth of Apple stock. So let's go, let's go out of tech. Let's go to Ford. Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street, top three, again, owning 20% of the company. Diverse investments. You don't want to just all be in tech. tech. Like, it's, it's smart. Right. Yeah. Oh, let's go to General Motors then. The direct competitor to Ford, owned by BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, owning another 20% of the company. They own, those three bets. companies own 20% of Ford and GM. Uh, let's let's leave cars. Let's go General Electric. Capital Research Global Investors. Holy shit, they aren't the f- number one owner for once. Oh, then it's Vanguard, BlackRock, FMRLLC, Capital International Investors, and then State Street. State Street is a paltry sixth uh, highest owner of General Electric. Uh you know, we can go out of tech. Let's go to let's go to food real quick. Uh, General Mills, BlackRock, Vanguard, Capital International Investors, then State Street, owning another twenty two percent of General Mills is owned by those three companies. Craft, no, no, how to pick them? Just all successful companies. Uh, yeah, Craft investments. is owned by Berkshire Hathaway, and they have by far the most shares. They own twenty six percent of the company. They're the they're the owned by the Kraft and Heinz family or whatever. Uh, the Heinz family owns Berkshire Hathaway. But BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street uh, are third, second, third, and fourth, owning 15% of that company as well. So now, again, these are investment firms, so they are just managing other people's money. So what this Reuters article points out is, yes, they don't, physically own the 10 trillion dollars that uh that they've invested and other people do but like so so here we are uh blackrock's at 10 trillion vanguard's at 7.7 trillion and state street's 3.5 trillion together they have over 21 trillion dollars in assets all three of them but here's the problem Having 21 trillion liquid is not what we're worried about. They have 21 trillion dollars of voting in these companies. How the question I have is, how is that not a monopoly? Yeah, because they're the ones uh, who have control over the CEOs and presidents of the company who are, you know, all the boards you know, choosing seats. the direction. All every all the, they, yeah, they yeah. have the most power by far. They wield this. It's it's the boards of those three companies can decide who runs every company, essentially. Bob, you seem confused. Uh, well, uh, do do they actually get the voting powers with those shares, or do like the, the people they're investing for get a say in, in those voting powers at all? Uh, Chad GPT told me that it's the <laughs> institutions, so that's what I'm saying. So well, that it would be I, Vanguard and BlackRock that give the, the voting rights. I did link you guys, and we'll put it in the show notes, but I linked, uh, there's a form, it's the, what's it called, Form 13F. Um, investment managers have to file that to show what the firm actually owns. When they it, they have this list of things, and here's the 
column that's very important is investment discretion, soul, and everything they own. They have sole discre investment discretion, so they own 100% of the voting of all of that money. So, like, who cares if that's their money or not? They still wield the money is a vote. A dollar is a vote. Right. So they don't get to spend it oh, on I their see. own cars or whatever. Like they don't get to spend it on their own assets, but they get to tell other companies what they can do for God knows how many different kickbacks and favors and other horseshit that they can set up by having those voting rights. And it's just, it's a massive fucking problem. Well, Aaron, the, the simple answer is they're going to use those privileges to just make more money. So the the premise is that they're owning and managing these uh, these mutual funds, these index funds that um, people are investing, individuals are putting money into, and the these large firms are then trying to get money back for you know the fees that people are paying for it for their own their own returns, um, and that's all based on how well the companies actually perform. So it's in their best interest that they just hire CEOs that actually make the company's money. What's the problem with that? That is a perfectly good question, actually, because that is the problem alone is just that now it can all operate on. Um, it, it will. It, that's our honestly, that's our best. That's our best case scenario is that they're just operating to try to make money. The biggest problem with that is um, so they get all these companies together. And they let's let's just say that's their sole goal. They have no ulterior motives and they just want to make as much money in all the companies they own as possible. And they're just diversifying their investments, whatever. Um, the problem with that is now everything is run to where they are trying to produce products for the cheapest price possible and sell them for the highest price possible. And that's the only thing they care about. Um, it goes back to what we were talking about with like, uh, like the quality of food at the store has gotten so shitty. Like everything is now run. Like the quality of life is down because the entire goal of these companies is to try to cut as many workers as possible while staying as profitable as possible because it's like they run everything off this one algorithm, uh, Aladdin. And, uh, so they run their entire firm off of the, off of Aladdin and all three companies use it. I, I'm pretty sure. But, um, you you have like an algorithm replacing jobs to decide how to run every company, and you come into uh, the situation where exactly what I was talking about a couple weeks ago, where it's it's trying to reduce the workforce to its most the minimum it can while staying efficient, and then does that make sense? You see what I'm saying? Like it's just it's turning into like they want the, the if the algorithm had its way, it would only have to pay the 12 board members of fucking BlackRock and everything could run off of machines. You know what I mean? Like right. that kind of soulless hell. I think there's a, the, a bigger lingering problem um, with with all of this, too, because they they could coordinate. I mean, this is why you see such hegemony and uh, what was it, like advertising, like corporate advertising on like television, radio and, and stuff like that. Just like web ads and stuff like that. Every single. Isn't it crazy uh, how every corporation has, is lockstep with each other? So right. weird. 
It's almost yeah. like they're all owned by the same person pulling the strings. It's it's it, so crazy. Right. I think there's more than just financial like implications with this because like as we've seen very recently with like the boycotts and everything like that regarding like transgender issues and stuff and it's like all of these companies come out lockstep for Pride Month. They all come out lockstep for like all like the dumb political movements. BLM during the riots, they all support like they 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 told all their storefronts to stand down basically and they're being ran into the ground because of it. And it's literally because of like some of the things, I don't know if BlackRock itself is pushing like the DEI requirements and stuff like that, that we've heard about the diversity and inclusion requirements in all of these companies and like on the boards and CEOs and upper management requirements for like having ethnic people in the same room as everyone else. It's like, it's become streamlined. I read, I read something. I read something about that recently. I'm trying to think exactly what it was, but I think BlackRock was trying to distance themselves from that. Um, I'd have to look it up. But there, there was something where they were involved or they were implicated in um, certain, uh, you know, demographic balance, social direction and- of of companies. Because uh, that was the letter. This Larry Fink CEO letter. He's the CEO of BlackRock. Uh, a, a very, let's say, predictable early life. Um, so he he wrote he writes a letter, I guess, every year, uh, and it's you know mostly like corporate horseshit, but it's the exact direction that every company is going, and you wonder how much a guy like him plays in that plays that role because what this really reminds me of is us talking about the AMA with Rockefeller, where he got to where he could fill the AMA with his own board members, then lobbied the government to make the AMA the the group that could uh, allow colleges accreditation to give doctors degrees. And then once that he had that, he got to just purge the school system of any alternative view of medicine other than the one that made him and his 26 pharmaceutical companies the most money. So, like, we got rid of all holistics, and it all went to Western medicine, and all of the studies are done by doctors that are taught at the schools where he sets the curriculum. And so it all comes back, like, oh, we cured polio with this uh, shot we gave you, and then we discovered three different diseases that all have the same effects as polio that all are new, and and polio is eradicated. You know, (laughs) shit like that. (laughs) Right. And then you go to find, then you look a little deeper and it's like, oh, polio only cripples like 0.2% of the people that get it. Oh, okay, wait. So did polio ever leave? Is it just a couple fucked up people on polio? And like, we just called it different things because now everybody just has spinal meningitis. But um, it's like the same thing as that. Now we're in a position where Larry Fink has the voting rights, which is essentially the same as having $10 trillion when you're, you know, if you're buying uh, board seats on companies to do yeah. whatever he wants. Um, so like, here's part of his, some highlights from the letter that I saw that just tell me if you think the world's heading this way. And this sounds like the kind of guy that, uh, that would do this. So like, um, let's see here. 
capitalism and sustainability. <laughs> every company and every industry will be transformed by the transition to a net zero world. The question is, will you lead or will you be led? And and by lead, he means, will you give me more money? Yeah, he he owns all the companies benefiting from the the tax breaks and the... Um, so they get all these tax breaks and they get all this money from these green energy grants. Of course, he's going to push that. They've found a cash cow that they can they can just steal. How much of our tax is just stolen on green energy shit? You know what I mean? I'd love to be able to break it down to figure out what percentage of your money. Like that's the that's the best. That's the best. Uh, if you're an algorithm, if you're Aladdin trying to figure out how to grow your ten trillion dollars worth of assets. Can we get free money and we don't even have to sell a product for it? Can we, if we could, if you could just take 1% of everybody's labor and they just, it's just given to you for some horse shit. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to push that. You'll push that all day. <laughs> so he's going to, yeah. and, and he's in a position where he can force these companies to take steps towards this zero carbon fucking future whether it's true or not, as we've found out, these companies aren't even reducing their carbon emissions as much as they are buying fucking fake credits from companies that exist solely to allow you to pollute in order to get tax breaks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I don't think they mean any of these things they say. I don't even think they're trying to get us to a zero carbon thing. But as long as the people don't shoot politicians in the face for stealing their money for shit like that, they'll keep pretending it's real and exploit it for money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm, it's it's this it's it's a kind of big advertising ploy is how I see it. It's the sort of thing where uh, Larry Fink and his crew. Um, whether it's by voting rights or literally just threatening to withhold uh, investment in a company and, until they reach certain uh, you know ESG metrics, um, then like and and it's all the people putting money into the BlackRock funds uh, who wants to feel good about themselves uh, for supporting uh, these progressive causes. Um, like it's it's kind of a big you know marketing thing on on all the sides uh, of. You know, how do you get more people people to put more money in this, and uh, how how do you get um, you know the companies to to sell it themselves without you having to do anything? So here's something I well here's something I thought was interesting when he when he was talking about this. So most stakeholders, from shareholders to employees to customers to communities and regulators, now expect companies to play a role in decarbonizing the global economy. Few things will impact capital allocation decisions and thereby the long-term value of your company more than how effectively you navigate the global energy transition in the years ahead. Now, here's the part that's really interesting. It's been two years since I wrote that climate risk is investment risk. And in that short period, we have seen tectonic (laughs) shift of capital. Sustainable investments have now reached $4 trillion. So... I would love to see where they're getting the four trillion of investments. Well, they're just recategorizing investments they already have, or or they're just like they're putting it in these these 
you know, performative boxes. But it would be really interesting to see how much of this is I, either in, and I see these as no different, either in tax breaks or grants. How much money is in being a going green? Because I think the there, there's the, there's nothing natural about uh, the, the like there. It's not naturally lucrative to do these green energy no. things. They're, uh, obviously, they yeah. have to be propped up, and they're being propped up on like limitlessly now, and given massive tax breaks it's now everybody's doing it because it's the only way to you can't lose that advantage if a company is doing it and getting a hundred million dollar tax break you can't compete against that company unless you also do that i think they're just turning it into a bubble because i think there's like a a tribe of people that i'm saying that unironically that go about and this happened in like the tech sector where it's like uh, an endless amount of money runs through the tech sectors for tech startups on like these dumb apps, these dumb little project ideas, like millions of dollars here, millions of dollars there just get wasted. And like within a year or two, like it's defunct. The person's like bankrupt, the company's bankrupt and the guy moves on to the next app idea to get funding for the next thing. And it's like they, they rent an office, they employ a couple people and like they, they take a salary in and then they just move on to the next thing. Like I said, like it's like this tribe of people that do this, and I think there's the same type of tribe of people that do this uh, 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 with the green energy stuff too. But it's like they must be getting like it's just like a kickback. It's like a, a form of like money laundering. I think it's like because the government classifies it as like a like a tax break kind of incentive. They're like, oh, it's free money basically. Like we can we can invest in this to our buddy who's going to run the company into the ground off of like a baseless idea in two years just so we can take the money from the government and all these dumb investors and be like pocket some of it along the way. And then it's just like, well, it didn't work out. Sorry guys. Right. It's just a money laundering scheme. It is, but like they're also, it's also creating a way to push out anybody that's not doing it so they can still achieve their goal at the end. while while uh, eliminating all this or they still can launder all that money while still, achieving like the uh, having every car be a hybrid which i kind of like because so, i like the gas efficiency but like the i just hate the mythology of we're saving the fucking planet at the same time because like that's right. not doing that i i'm um, i'm not entirely but, familiar with what it takes for a company to be uh i'll say esg certified and get their green energy credits and exactly how how that works but i would imagine that it would ad- advantage or be easier for um, large companies or certain types of companies to be compliant than others. Um, and and I, I feel like it's, I, I'm thinking back to uh, the good old Dust Bowl days where the legislation was aimed for the large factory farms to be advantaged over the homesteading farms. I'm wondering if there's a similar thing going on here. Like you said, Aaron, that they, um, uh, you have to play the game to even be able to compete in, in the industry and uh, if like there's there's certain you know types of companies or certain sizes of companies that are being targeted to fail by not being able to be ESG compliant. Oh, guaranteed. Because I bet a lot of times it's like it's probably as crazy as okay, you can pay fifty million dollars in taxes, or you can give us twenty five million dollars for uh, to to make your light bulb greener. 
<laughs> and then like you, it's your choice. You you have to do one or the other. And they go, well, what the fuck? I guess we have to make the fucking green light bulb. Whether it's green or not, we just have to advertise it as that, and then try to try to sell it somehow. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's. Yeah. I think that's the reality of it. Um, but like you said, it's a giant money laundering scheme. And since they own every company, giving company wide tax breaks based on nonsense like this is how they and they, he has 10 trillion dollars of of like uh voting power he doesn't have 10 trillion but he has 10 trillion to vote with he can fucking buy off whoever he wants and he gets he gets to collude with the vanguard and fucking put what whoever they want on the board anybody they fucking want on the board of every company Yeah, so he goes on to say capitalism has the power to shape society and act as a powerful catalyst for change. But business can't do it alone and they cannot uh, be the climate police. Uh, That will not be a good outcome for society. And then he goes on to say, he goes, we will harness the power of both the public and the private sectors. We can achieve truly incredible things. This is what we must do to get net zero. Uh, you have to so harness just, the power of the public sector. Weird. Uh, no, yeah, that's what uh, I was fascism? talking about. Yeah, it's, it's literally fascism. <laughs> <laughs> the, the symbiosis. No, no, he's talking about he's talking about private. capitalism, Bob. What do you? Uh, I, well, what I'm learning from this as well is that, um, fortunately, due to some of these moves in America, uh, our our economy, our companies are vastly outperforming all of China's major corporations uh, because they're, they're busy with their coal power plants and sweatshops. And uh, so obviously no one's investing in them. And there's no money going through, right? China's on the brink of an economic, economic collapse because of uh, <laughs> they, they fail to take into account the social environmental impacts of their uh, investments. I read that somewhere. I think you're right, Josh. <laughs> it, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like it's going to get to a point. Like I don't, I think what they're going to have to end up doing is they're going to go, Hey, we did it. We're net zero carbon. That thing you can't measure. Um, and it was all my, because my of the symbiosis between public and private, the public and private sector. I guess the only way forward is to let the president and Larry Fink run the world. Uh, so you can't own anything anymore because the world almost drowned in ocean water that never rose a centimeter. And we saved it. We stopped it from happening and people will go, Oh, okay, cool. Thanks. Aaron, don't I, I I think you're it's the ultimate like bait and switch. It's just like the the moon landing that's supposedly going to take place in 2025 that's going to yeah. get pushed back endlessly. It, it it's going to be a goal that we will never achieve and they'll be like, "Well, to achieve it, we'll need this much more communication and power with the government. We'll need this much more communication and power Probably and symbiosis with the talk. government." They're yeah. just going to talk well, about it endlessly and they'll never claim that yeah. they made it. And then they'll just change the subject one day. But, but yeah. And then they're like, well, you, you need to concede this and then we'll be closer to achieving net zero. And then, then 30 the years year, later. Yeah. You'll have years no later, rights. They'll, they'll, after they hadn't talked about it for 30 years, then they'll be like, remember when they used to believe that? How stupid. Like we were so dumb then, man. We really got that wrong. It's now the, now we're actually worried about global freezing. You know, it'll be something like that, and and no one not will using remember. Enough oil. Uh, yeah. No, Bob, 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 ye of little faith. We're actually making great strides. Uh, the county where I live, Arlington County, all of the the government buildings are uh, like 
for those in total, they are net zero. We we have accomplished it already. So uh, we're getting there. Incredible. Uh, I'd like to see the data on that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I read a local news article about it, and there was some uh, you know county board press release. That means it's um, d- definitive and uh, scalable. With the rest exactly. of us should be striving to achieve it. It's just they're buying carbon credits. I guarantee it. <laughs> I have. Uh, uh, we just, we have many many solar fields. Uh, so so much renewable energy going on here in in Northern Virginia. Exactly. Just just for fun, I I, uh, I pulled up uh, some of our favorite companies: um, Johnson and Johnson, Vanguard Group, BlackRock, State Street Corporation, Pfizer, Vanguard Group, BlackRock, State Street Corporation. All right, Moderna, <laughs> Bailey, Gifford and Company. Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street Corporation. <laughs> uh, to, to diversify even... So, I mean, there, there's pharma. To d- diversify even more, I believe uh, Lockheed was on the original list of 12 as well, and they, they are another uh, Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street company. I, I should have... A, it's somewhere here. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I forgot. MasterCard, too. Jesus Christ. Every fucking major industry. You got... <laughs> fucking, yeah, like uh, the... T- tech, automotive... Yeah, uh, banking, pharma, defense. That's uh, name, name anything else where there are trillions of dollars. Okay, <laughs> let's see who's Jesus the holders for Visa, Vanguard, BlackRock, Straight State Street Corporation, Visa, and Mastercard. I, I thought it was kind of funny how you mentioned. Um, I, I didn't realize the categorization or the title for uh, the type of organization was what, what was it like? Money managers was that what you said? That the uh, BlackRock is. They're uh. They're a financial management. Okay. It sounded very, uh, the, the word, however it was phrased originally, sounded very much like a bank to me. So, uh, uh, oh, don't own. worry, guys. If you're sick of Visa and MasterCard, since they're literally the same company, uh, you can switch to American Express because they're Berkshire Hathaway, who give you amazing products like Kraft Foods, and then Vanguard BlackRock State Street Company uh, <laughs> right after that. So, it, it's it's not even it's monopoly isn't the right word. It's it's like a monopoly that owns every monopoly. It owns right. every industry. It's the it decides the direction of every industry on fucking earth. It's like, like a monopoly on authority if anything, just to be like uh like broad about it or just general about it. It's like they have so much authority in who says what or not specifically like who says what, but like the voices that all these huge mega corporations have. And it's like, well, that trickles down to like advertising that trickles down to like all these dumb messages, all these companies are pouring out it. You know what I mean? Cause it's like all these companies can get together and then lobby the government as it is. And this is what they're doing. So it's like, and then the government kind of has to do what the lobbies are telling them. That's typically how it goes, how it plays out. Right. Yeah, I mean, these- so they they've already reached this symbiosis with government because government agents and bureaucrats and like uh, in the in these agencies, like the higher ups, just bounce between like a federal agency to like a like a CEO of another company, uh, like IBM or you know like General Electric or something like that, or a tech firm. So like you go, then you go to like. Uh- you know, you have to go to like Asian companies to get it where those aren't the big one, like the big holders. But you still go to something like Sony, 
and BlackRock's the seventh largest owner. Uh, right. You, Toyota, the BlackRock is the sixth largest owner. Like Jesus. So even globally, they're starting to break free. By the way, this company started 25 years ago. Yeah, it's that's a 25 that's the thing. year like, old uh, company. Uh, in index funds are a uh, low low fee index funds are a new phenomenon. Um, it's so over the course of this brief amount of time, their uh, scheme, their strategy for getting people to throw money into their funds, uh, has and what they've been able to make of it is just unbelievably successful. And kind of the start of everything turning into a corporate hellscape of uh, yeah. homogenized one, you know, group think. Yeah, because it, it follows along, like Aaron even mentioned, like the quality of food in the past, like 20 to 25 years has gone down. Like I remember like fast food didn't used to be fucking just pure garbage like 20 years like, ago. Yeah, that's an easy one to point to. Like the it's right. It's got because so they, they've all where, yeah. standardized. They're all using the same like food services, like the Cisco food services. They're all getting the same exact like quality of, of food product. And then they're, they're just preparing it in different fashions, basically. It's like, that's yeah, you're, why you're actually getting just like goy slop because yeah. it's, it's fucking owned by a, it's run by a fucking one company, like three companies run every company. And then those companies are run by a fucking algorithm that's designed to try to make the most money possible. And they have unlimited lobbying power to direct the government to make whatever laws they need to also make the most money possible. Mm -hmm. And no one's stopping it because they want to suckle from the teat of that much power of $10 trillion worth of fucking voting power. Right. So, yeah, that's what that's why if you wonder why every company is fucking you can't even. This is what I like. So I'll end on this. This is where I want to do like a part two on. Um, I just want to go through the grocery store and just find every product that is just owned by one of these three companies. Just start seeing what aisle is every how much of it like you can't even. Uh, what's like the, there's no way to like the Bud Light shit, you know, how like Bud Light is getting like fucking losing billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. And what, what's their Anheuser-Busch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in bed, Anheuser-Busch. Yeah. Let's see who they're owned by. <laughs> uh, wait, what the fuck? Are we kidding? This is the only one not owned by. It's owned by the Dutch, isn't it? Or the or the Dodge and Cox Incorporated and manufacturers life insurance company. Why does a fucking what? life insurance <laughs> company own most <laughs> Fisher Asset Management LLC, Royal Bank of Canada, Capital International Investors, Morgan Stanley? Did we get memed into? Did they start a fucking grassroots movement to meet to just topple like one competitor? Because a fucking algorithm told them to. Is that literally what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I like well, it. They said, this is a good story now. I, I actually, uh, I'll have to dig into it a little bit further because I, I was listening to something and they were talking about how the, the CEO of uh, Anheuser-Busch 
recently came from, he used to be the CEO of Pepsi uh, Co. And before that, he worked for the CIA. <laughs> and he's like this like um, financial hitman or like company hitman, I think, that they're sending around to like throw these companies oh, under wait. the bus, basically. Was he behind like, the... Um Oh shit! What was the "We love cops" or we're, we're willing to the, shake hands with cops? Uh, that Pepsi one dumb ad, yeah, that one dumb ad with that dumb singer. That, the, I like, yeah, I was blanking who it was. Uh, yeah, uh, Ariana Grande, I think it was. Was it okay? Jesus Christ! Was, um, like, I know it was, it was like so 20, long ago. That was twelve or something. Oh, was it? It was, it was that late. Yeah. I don't. I, I, Jesus Christ! Me. So yeah. Now. So who owns PepsiCo then? That's like a BlackRock thing. Or did they did they own it after like that fucking scandal? Was that the purpose of that dumb scandal and that dumb ad that they ran? God. Like, that actually no, is Kendall fucking Jenner, mind-blowing that's it. to me. Well, the first company I've seen that's a major company that they didn't own. Pepsi is Vanguard, BlackRock, State Street. Okay. But see, that they could have taken advantage of what was it, that dumb controversy bought it when it was low and then, you know, put them into the scheme of, of corporate oh, entities possibly. that is now controlling everything. Cause Pe- no, well, Pepsi is huge from the original list of 12 to Coke was, uh, was one of the BlackRock um, state street Vanguard owned companies as well. So that's um, like it, 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 they have competitors to go after effectively. Okay, but but yeah, so Anheuser Busch isn't even like top. They're not even on the list for owners. I would be curious to revisit this in a year and just see if they just it's <laughs> Vanguard, BlackRock, Tracery, right in order when their stock has gone to complete dog shit. If because right. here's one of the crazy things about like uh, the hellscape that is computers. Like it's cool that we can communicate with each other. Like from you know, hundreds and thousands of miles away like we do right now. Um, the bad thing is, is that uh, dirty grabblers like Larry Fink can buy up, like, international companies in five seconds. It, it's It would have been... It's easier for him to buy any company he wants in the entire world using other people's money in less time than in, like, 1998 it would have taken for, like, uh, Bill Gates to buy a hardware store in the same town he lived in. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? That, yeah. Uh, along with all the other downfalls of the internet and social media and stuff like that. Uh, that's definitely I, one I'm of them. I'm not kidding. Like the, the <laughs> internet has turned us into the modern day tower of Babel. I mean, that, that's that metaphorically one issue is speaking. Le- yeah. The buying companies is less of an issue of the internet as it is. Um, uh, how should I say it? Uh, kind of consumer investment freedom or uh, cho- choice, like that. That individuals can go on, um, you know, Robinhood or their, you know, uh, Charles Schwab app on their phone and buy uh, fractional shares of stocks. And that that's kind of the initial leading to this, or that they they don't have to go through um, a high fee fund, a like or or you know, just a 401k or whatever. Like the, the it's the, a lot of their money they get from companies handing over their 401k investment to BlackRock. Your 401k is probably run by one of those three companies. I guarantee it. 
one of those three companies is using your entire 401k to invest with. Which is sad because it's like, that's like the only way people can save for retirement. And it's like, you're basically forced to, unless you just want to lose all of your wealth, like consistently that's all the time. You, Bob, don't you know that? Yeah. People you have to invest in these companies. You, for, they're not, you're not able to save for retirement. People would, <laughs> people would retire and then just die. And people would walk <laughs> over them and they wouldn't be able, we have to take your money and we have to make the only financially beneficial way to save for retirement is a 401k because they convinced all the companies to match oh just match it so give us a hundred percent of your retirement savings and we'll match a certain percentage of it and we'll stop taxing a certain percentage of it yeah Isn't it's the tax deferment great? too yeah mm-hmm. um no but I, I think i think bob's onto something i i personally would prefer a an investment portfolio that is a hundred percent government bonds because that is a monopolistic <laughs> monopolistic institution that i trust <laughs> Good luck with that, Josh. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got right now. But like, isn't this fucking crazy? Like, aren't you? This is like, uh, you know, you hear stories of railroad barons, and like they seem like they're like the biggest villains in the world. This is this dwarfs this. Uh, this makes Rockefeller look like a bitch. You know what I mean? Like this is nuts. And no I, I one is like doing anything about it. I hope that there's some like disruption or something happens to Larry Fink or his estate or or, or something happens within BlackRock or Vanguard that majorly disrupts the investments and causes a an economic collapse uh you know 10 times worse than the the 2008 GFC or the the Great Depression like well effectively they're they're dealing with such large amounts of ownership of these companies and money and investments that the consequence out of single entities that the consequences of any action could be severe for the whole economy yeah of course i can yeah. see it ah oh, jeez, i can see it did you guys play mass effect that one company in the game uh cerberus i think it was like okay. i'm expecting them to do exactly what Cerberus did and they're like let's just hire like militias and private contracted like military bands and then we're just gonna start doing our own thing and it's <laughs> it's <laughs> Yeah, there we go. We have a, a a military coup by financial organization. Exactly, and then, like, I, I welcome it. If they don't completely go into like full symbiosis with the government, they're just going to start hiring like their own military, and it's yeah, it's going to be like a capitalistic coup. Right? Like, like I mentioned, they already own Lockheed Martin, so uh, yeah, start there. Oh, oh god, <laughs> all those like cyberpunk style, you know, science fiction worlds are yeah, like not. They're, it's not far fetched. No, they're yeah, well, they're we're, the we're so natural fo- course if you let these companies go unfettered like they are now in a short amount of time. Like that would be the natural course. It'd be like three mega. There would be the Vanguard building, the BlackRock building, and the State Street building at every fucking city, and they'd be and wars would be fought with the with the fucking hired militias, like you were saying, between those. And they would be the ones going around just doing whatever they wanted. They wouldn't even have borders. There wouldn't be such a thing as borders because it would just be mega companies fucking having wars with each other constantly. Dude, when are they going to issue their own currency? (laughs) (laughs) The the digital currency. There we go. Just waiting on Fed now. (laughs) 
as soon so as the government stops giving them your 401k to play with, uh, that's yeah. when they'll come up with their own currency. As soon as they aren't just handed 20% of all fiat to fucking, and, you know, play play God with, then then they'll come up with their own currency. What are you going to say, Josh? Oh, I was going to say that the, the public conscience is so obsessed with the, the government side of dystopias where like the the whole fascism story and everything going on in you know 1984 and things like that but it's the the corporates like like we're pointing out right now it's the the corporate side that is possibly more realistic or, or at least that we can possibly glean more lessons from uh with the state of the world today the the corporate dystopia um i i think it's like a little bit more terrifying than the government dystopia because like the government has like a veil of okay, well, we have to make public statements about the things that we're doing. Like all of the like the things that we do are written down and documented somewhere for everyone to to read. It's all public information. But it's like people have just been bringing up BlackRock and Vanguard like within like the last couple of years because it's all private. Like no one's talking about it. No reporters are reporting on it. They're not obligated to report these things to the public. You know what I mean? I mean, they're they're working with publicly traded companies, and these are these are public funds, and they have you know investor reports and letters they write every month and year, and like letters to CEOs and whatnot. So like it's the I I would argue the similar um, maybe not quite as much information. Like the U.S. government is designed to have relatively high transparency, so probably not as public or not as much information, but it's still relatively public. It's just actually putting it together. That, like you mentioned, uh, reporters have no interest in doing, and it's the sort of thing where, as the the world of investment and finance can be very uh, opaque or very hard. Like, if you don't have a technical knowledge of how it works, your fucking money communicator isn't going to do a good job, or they're not going to (laughs) actually come up with a story out of a a bunch of balance sheets. Like, you you need yeah. real finance know-how as opposed to politics and government where it's 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 a bit less or a bit easier to uh, approach uh, lower barrier to entry well that's depressing <laughs> yeah josh uh, would you would you like to raise our hopes up a little bit <laughs> with your I hate to be the bearer of more bad news. I, I, know oh, one of the no. themes, I know one of the themes of what we were just talking about was the the potential for corruption in you know public private relationships in industry. Um, however, the one pure hearted example of that uh, may have been knocked down. Judge blocks <laughs> U.S. officials from tech contacts in First Amendment case. Uh, the Trump appointed judge's move could upend years of efforts to enhance coordination between the government and social media companies. Terrible. Oh, no. What are we going to do with all this misinformation? <laughs> I love. Oh, God. Who wrote this? The Washington Post? Yes. Uh, I the way they wrote this article, there's just like, oh, my God, it's going to be so bad we're so much worse off because of this. And it's like, you guys honestly don't, even though the first amendment is like what keeps them in business. Basically they hate it. They absolutely hate the fact that their right to freedom of speech also extends to just like ordinary people. 
and they want to like up in that as quickly as they as they possibly can. I think they're going to try to go with some like hardcore First Amendment legislation here soon. I think they want to do hate speech hate speech laws. The uh, First Amendment doesn't keep them in business. BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I get it, but which they don't own any of that. They just get to tell everybody what to do with that money. Duh. Obviously, that's totally different. Yeah, but uh, Bob Bob mentions ordinary people like you and me, but. Over the past five years, coordination and communication between government officials and the companies increased as the federal government responded to rising election interference and voter suppression efforts after revelations that Russian actors had sowed disinformation on U.S. social media sites during the 2016 election. Uh, these aren't ordinary people, Bob. These are Russian actors. These are. Can you believe our... they're still fucking pushing that? The fucking <laughs> that Russia <laughs> disinformation it... shit? Literally... Russia well, you know that real. started. That started because people were making memes that had VPNs. Yeah, that was their thing. It's like that they would have IPs associated with like Russia, and they'd be like, "Oh, see, it's Russians making these." It's like, no, it's fucking 4chan nerds with fucking VPNs, so they can download their pirate their video games for free without and Game of Thrones seasons without you fucking having your ISP fucking stop your internet. I feel like every new news article these days has to like remind you like of one of like the occasional things about politics. Uh, the Russians interfered with the 2016 election. Like Donald Trump is whatever, like an evil bad guy. Uh, January 6th was uh, a coup, like all these things. But it's like the it doesn't even have to do with like what they're writing about, but they just have to remind their their fans or their listeners or their readers every so often that, yeah, let's keep it in, into your head canon that this is what the truth is regarding these things. When it's a complete fucking lie, they just yeah, keep it's all fabricated and they, yeah. they keep reminding you over and over again. So that it's just memed into your head that that's reality. And the people that eat it up is like, it's fucking insane. Well, it clearly didn't even the, the government's, a uh, federal government Facebook relationship clearly didn't even work because Donald Trump still was able to successfully steal the election in 2016. So <laughs> like this, this, although, you know, it seems like they're taking away a great thing. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't enough. We need, we need something else, something in addition. I think Bob was some, on, onto something with those hate speech laws. Yeah, dude, they're, they're coming up the pike, man. They're, we're like, one maybe two presidential elections away from like there being like a hardcore push for like speech restrictions and in, in the terms of like hate speech laws and, and all these other things. Yeah, it's it's wild. You're just gonna have to not be on the internet ever, like because they'll literally send police officers to your house to be like, "Did you guys type?" Uh, the N word one letter at a time so that people could read it vertically. And you know what I mean? It's going to be like all six of you have to go to jail now. Like it's going to be like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And this article is just fucking insane. The Trump administration made similar arguments during the battles with the social media companies at the time uh, and at times went further. In 2020, Trump signed an executive order that directed the Federal Communications Commission to rethink the scope of Section 230. That order came 
uh, in the same week that Twitter applied fact-checking labels to two of Trump's tweets. It's like, this This is, oh my god, it's, oh, it's all about fucking, like, controlling, like, the next election. It's insane. And, and they just pretend like it's like, oh, it's for your health, it's for, you know, the our democracy and it's for, you know, the, the good of the country, basically. What's crazy is I feel like the whole thing about like all the effort they put into controlling the election is also like a facade, like, cause I don't think the election even matters. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. they almost want you. It's almost like the whole point is to make you think that they're trying to control the Con- election. Considering Joe Biden's president and he's uh, barely alive, he can't walk <laughs> upstairs. I, I think Aaron's onto something. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like who the president is doesn't have anything to do with anything. I, I less uh, I think it does, but less to a less lesser degree than like what everyone thinks, because like the government is really ran by like these individual or this collaboration of institutions that is underneath, like that is branching from the government, right? Like yeah. the 17 different intelligence agencies, the the CDC, the FDA, like all of these independent yet under the same umbrella agencies like they're like they are just straight up telling like the politicians now or we saw it at least under trump saying it's like okay well you're the man in charge like you're supposed to tell us what to do but we're gonna just like not do that and we're gonna you know and then the washington post is gonna write a great article about how fucking great we are because we're resisting um so it's like there's no hope like you have to completely expunge these institutions like off the face of the earth and publicly execute the people that were running them like that's what has to happen all the people they've tricked into being pro like you know these censorship laws and like the people that would read that article and be like yeah they have we have made great strides in trying to curb misinformation are this they they're rooting for like this social socialist dictatorship because they just don't want to go to work. And like, yeah, event, like when they get their way, that's when the products are going to be gone. Like they think that like the robots are going to take over manual labor jobs. They're not. They're going to be like Aladdin. They're going to be the one taking over, pushing numbers around and all the work from home jobs are going to be the ones that go and is run by a fucking algorithm. There's not going to be real A.I., they're not going to have a robot that fucking digs ditches and does the plumbing in your house. They're right. going to have robots that are just like chat GPT running your fucking uh, like tax firm. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. it's those be people are going to be ones out of work. And then they're going to get their way where they have this socialist utopia where they get a universal basic income to the point where the labor force actually doing jobs are going to still think are the dumb ones are going to not be able to sustain themselves on their labor jobs. And then there's going to be a fucking insane revolution. Like it's going to be like a crazy civil war where the cities will fucking burn to the ground, like worse than they already are. Aaron, Aaron, (laughs) you're missing. um, There's actually been a lot of movement recently with uh, providing, um, you know, financial and welfare aid to illegal immigrants in America. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. There, there's no rebelling needs to happen. The, the big thing that passed recently, I think, in just here in either D.C. or Maryland, was, uh, what was it? It was um, the, the, the birth. It, it was government aid for medical costs for giving birth, I think. What was it? 
um, for illegal immigrants, uh, you know, in, in the region. So, um, there's, there's no reason that doesn't like just apply to housing vouchers as well. Uh, so that, um, the, the real labor force, uh, our migrant workers can, uh, successfully can (laughs) live in the cities as, as we need them to. It's it's like, it's not even going to happen that way though. Like, What's crazy is that all the they're going to get rid of all these like office jobs, like the the ladies that are like just filing documents like that's all going to be done in a millisecond by a fucking algorithm. And all those people are going to be out of work before this system is totally finished. They're all going to beg for UBI. They're going to get on that. And then there's going to be no incentive for an actual labor force. And it's going to go to shit, dude. It's going to go it's going to get crazy. It's kind of funny because you're right. Cause it's like the white collar jobs are going to go first, like with AI, because you don't, yeah. you know, it, it, all you have to do is run a program and then you could like substitute someone's like actual like job, like white collar job. You can't like substitute a line worker's job. Like the guy that has to like yeah. drive out to the middle of nowhere and repair a fucking power line. It's like a, a contraption, like a, a robot with AI built to like to to take that would take like fucking it would take so many resources to build that. We're not even close. If your only job is if your entire job is done behind a keyboard, you are the first to go guaranteed because an algorithm can replace you and a hundred thousand other people by making one good fucking program. Yeah. Can replace a hundred thousand jobs in an instant that cost companies uh 80 to 150 thousand dollars a year each person each of those hundred thousand people whereas creating a robot to be to make the perfect fucking mcdonald's fucking goy slop cheeseburger and that only saves them fucking thirty thousand dollars a year per employee they replace and then you got to actually make a physical robot for each of those to fucking do it which is infinitely more expensive than developing that you know said algorithm so it's never those that shit's never going to get replaced it's the fucking jobs at the top are going to get replaced. And those are the people that are begging for UBI think that robots are going to take over like the physical jobs because they're delusional retards and they've been tricked into thinking they're important. <laughs> and then when they're the ones starving to death, so all the people rooting for them are the first ones to be starving to death. Yep. And then they'll vote in even more government control thinking that they'll get saved. And then there will be no incentive for blue collar workers at all to ever have a job. And there will be nothing for anybody to eat. And the whole country will go to shit. And, it, and but the, the Aladdin algorithm will be like, oh, isn't this great? Vanguard, BlackRock, and fucking State Street own 100% of the fucking burn fucking shit world. And it won't, un- it doesn't understand, it doesn't have built in the human factor of trying to float up the fucking labor force, which is the whole fucking issue in the first point. The whole point of the algorithm and the way to make money right now is to cut out the entire bottom half of the fucking pyramid, all the laborers. And it doesn't take into account that there's, they're going to own a hundred percent of nothing. They're going to be king of the ashes. It's fucking insane. Aaron, as long as BlackRock can uh, keep renting out 350 square foot plots of this burnt down shit world for $3,000 a month. Um, I, I think we're, it, it, it's it, society's going to keep going. Okay. Yeah, though they will, they'll be able to do that and that's what it will be. And they'll still be the Kings of 
of the ashes. There will be nothing left and everything will be terrible. Like they'll once they get their wish and own 100 percent, they'll own 100 percent of hell. See, that's uh, that's why I want to go back to Bob's power line example, where Bob living in California, land of the rolling brownouts, you seem to be uh, feel rather entitled to your regular uh, reliable access to electricity. Um, that's that's not the future we're going to live in. We don't need reliable access to food or you know fresh food or electricity or uh, you know legitimate housing conditions. <laughs> entitled to reliable energy when at the same time the state is has has gotten rid of you cannot build a new development here in in the state of california that has a gas connection at all like they they don't (laughs) do that you you have to go electric appliances nowadays and it's like oh great terrible yeah (laughs) like i'm kind of forced into this uh this conundrum Oh, what do I do? Well, well, Buy a fucking generator? Uh, great. I'm going to have to drive to Vegas to pick up some diesel <laughs> or drive to Nevada Bob, to pick Bob, up diesel. If, if like if like a responsible citizen, uh, you were only trying to cook, um, you know, soy crisps and green beans on your stove as opposed to steaks, you wouldn't need you, you could have a solar power run uh, stovetop, solar power run range like that. <laughs> It's only trying to cook steaks that that really becomes a problem. And I, I hope, I, I trust see. you're not trying to do anything so dangerous. No, no, no. I would never, mm-hmm. I would never do something like that. <laughs> you know, it takes half the fucking energy to cook a locust steak. Like they're going to, it's going to come out <laughs> like that. <laughs> like locust patties, they cook faster. So therefore save the environment because they use using less 80% less energy than trying to cook up. A standard ribeye steak. Oh my god! And it's also healthier for you, and it gets rid of that nasty testosterone in your system. It'll <laughs> yeah. lower that right down. <laughs> it, it's it's crazy. I mean, I can't wait till it happens because, like, by then we're gonna be fucking up in the hills, fucking just waiting for the fucking the wave of starving fucking zombies to come. So you fucking <laughs> have to mow them down, and there won't even be a government to fucking stop you from doing it. It's gonna be nuts. Oh, yeah, uh, at some point, gonna there's going to be states that secede the from the us. union, and just to, to stop the waves of immigration from the states going to hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's going to be a state that secedes so that they literally so they can ban Californians from fucking moving there. Like that's <laughs> going to be like their reason. No, I think California is pretty successful these days of getting footholds in a lot of states, like like Austin, Texas, and Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, I know. Uh, there, there's, and that's why when they start moving to Arkansas, because there's nothing left, that's when like that one of those states is going to be like, you know what? We're our own country. Anyone who tries to cross the border, we're shooting. Fuck the country of Walmart. I love it. <laughs> but um, to to so we have a story. We have this this uh, uh, terrible development that. The U.S. government is no longer allowed to directly collude with and provide guidance to uh, provide specific requests to tech companies for uh, moderation choices. But in addition to this, um, this decision also prohibits the agencies and officials from collaborating, coordinating, partnering, switchboarding, and or jointly working with key academic groups that focus on social media, including the Election Integrity Partnership, uh, a coalition of researchers led by the Stanford Internet Observatory and the University of Washington Center for an Informed Public. So this God. is a two-pronged attack against the democracy. 
Oh my yeah. God! They can just go Trump to financial institutions that aren't monopolies and and have them tell social media yeah. what to do. The the way around this is like kind of how they already have things set up is because they have these people from these institutions and these government agencies working for them. Like how many people when Musk like took over Twitter, he's like he found out like a bunch of people are like retired like CIA or FBI and like that's how they got a connection to these to these different agencies, right? Yeah, On like the yeah. trust and safety oh, yeah. board, retired. the people that. Yeah, like well, I mean, so, so I think some are active agent. agents and just have an office or have like a you know a desk in the office. Like, yeah, but it's like okay, well, we can't formally communicate with them. But this guy that was an FBI agent for the past fifteen years, he knows like the the how to operate things. So he, who the yeah, fuck they cares? just go, hey, buddy, you're retired now. Congratulations <laughs> on your retirement party. I guess you can go work for that. You can go be the CEO of TikTok now. Like. <laughs> That, well, yeah, Chinese-owned TikTok. How it is, Come on, does Aaron. Work. Yeah, it's, it's how it already does work. So I don't even see. Thank how God like, the government can't communicate them with them. Wink, because you totally retired, right, buddy? Like, fucking <laughs> insane. Well, I just feel bad that I can't, uh, you know, reelect Ilan Omar to uh, support my cause of uh, censoring some of these misinformation uh you know degenerates some of these folks trying to talk about um what, what let, me, let me let me come up with one example oh oh another plaintiff alleges she was quote-unquote censored because she opposed mask mandates for young children uh that would have been dangerous to have on social media suggesting yeah. that young young children shouldn't wear masks well she's basically a child murderer <laughs> also, these stories with like what they're going to make illegal doesn't matter because the government, every government official breaks the law all of the time, constantly. Right. It, it, while we still have every single senator making a $200,000 salary and increasing their net worth by 50 million fucking dollars in a year and no one gets arrested ever, then what the law is doesn't matter. They. The president's son was smoking crack on video and had cocaine in the White House, and no one's arrested for that. It doesn't matter. They don't care. They hold weird Satan seances and fuck to death children. Like, yeah, I, I highly doubt a federal judge's order uh, to stop shooting dogs would make the FT, uh, ATF stop shooting people's dogs either. Like that's just yeah, like a uh, pipe dream. Oh, it was coming at me, so it's fine. Like, it's you know what I mean it it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't matter then no one's gonna have to answer for any of those laws ever so it, until we see like half the government just get arrested one day there's no reason to care about what fucking Aaron, that what federal judge orders you're on you're onto something we need to create a new government agency that acts as a government oversight board to arrest these other government people and then help appoint new uh. Yeah, less corrupt individuals. Yeah, they won't positions. be able to. They won't the, the, be the corrupt. Uh, another agency. That's the point. We just need. We yeah, need if we have another agency, government. then we'll have proper checks and balances. I, I'm with you here. This there is great. we go. You won't be able to buy this one out. Checks and this, balances this, this out the wazoo. Impossible. Yep. We can we can fill this agency with a bunch of retired FBI agents, DEA agents. You know <laughs> what it patrol. is? <laughs> I got an idea. So we make a new, we make a new agency. It's the the, the the Department of Oversight, okay, and we oh. 
instead of making it a regular government agency, we make it a publicly traded company so that the people <laughs> own it. Okay. And even though it says BlackRock Vanguard State Street is the top three owners and they own 30% of it, it's, it's actually your money. So you're yes. the one that owns it and you can feel good about that. And then you just trust that your money is being voted on to not fill it with retired FBI or whoever else uh, they want and, on that board. And when that agency gets formed and funded by you, and you'll be happy when they come out and say, we've investigated everything and everything's all right. <laughs> Yeah. If, if we've learned anything from the Federal Reserve, it's that uh, giving government responsibilities to non-government organizations uh, is has only resulted in positive, beneficial results. Positive outcomes. You know what's funny? It's exactly <laughs> as dumb and corrupt as that Thanks, Department Bob. of Oversight and be, having it being a fucking publicly traded company and how like it's funny because it's so absurd and like the, obviously the most corrupt thing of all time. That's how every company in the whole fucking world operates right now. Every single one is owned by the same three fucking financial firms. It's insane. It's fucking insane. <sighs> all right. But so, there's, there's one one final development. Uh, the Biden administration has officially filed a notice of appeal in the Missouri versus Biden censorship case. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So uh, thank God hope. we won't we still, be misinformed anymore. We still have hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need an Obama uh, poster of hope. Yep. Thanks, O'Biden. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Looking out for our best interests, just just like always, I presume, I hope. Please kill us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, running a bit long. Do you guys want to do a scientist discover or do you want to save it for next week? You could probably save it for next one. We're at like what, an hour and fifteen minutes or something? Yeah, around there. Yeah. Close close. We to. should probably save it. Yeah, I don't want to get in any more bad moods for the rest of the night. Like, it's just both these topics just kind of brought me down. <laughs> Josh, I told us to give us a little bit of hope. Oh, the appeal. That was, that the appeal was, was the that hope. Topic. Yeah, the, the appeal was the hope. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Biden. All right. See you guys next uh, two weeks. No voicemails? No voicemails, unfortunately. No voicemails this week. All of our loving fans have been found wanting, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> They're all kind of trying to come up with Sonic songs for us. Take some time. <laughs> yeah. Let us know on the Sonic songs, guys. Very excited about that. <laughs> all right. See you guys next uh, couple weeks. Thanks weeks. for listening. Don't tell me you don't like my show. Whatever. Fuck this shit. I have a PlayStation raincoat. You've got mail. What the fuck?